Hello, everybody. It is Wednesday at 1.01 in the afternoon. That means it is time for Chatting with Chap. And I am Ginger Wade, and I'm here to chat with you today. So, um, I don't know if you've been watching our page this week, but earlier this week we posted an article um, that was a little concerning. It was about some mainstream media looking in on BJU Press and Abeka, and I know that a lot of you out there use those curriculums and had some not-so-nice things to say about those curriculums. So I just wanted to get on here and talk about that just a smidge and then answer some questions that you guys have sent us on our contact form. <clears throat> so what concerns me about this article is, and this is for a concern for all homeschoolers, not just Christian homeschoolers. This particular article was a, was attacking Christian-founded um, curriculum, so biblical worldview curriculum. And um, they don't think it's safe or good or should be taught, is what the people who are writing the article is, are pretty much saying. Um, and and this is a this is a danger that now they weren't pointing at homeschoolers in the article, but this particular curriculum is used by a lot of homeschoolers in many many Christian schools. So that's something to be concerned of. Even even if you're not a Christian homeschooler, this is something to be concerned of because if they're going to start coming after the curriculum that we use, they can pick and choose whatever curriculum um, they don't want taught. So I just think it's wise for us all to be prepared to stand up for our um, right to choose what we want to use as homeschoolers and our right to um, homeschool in the way that we want to homeschool. So um, I just wanted to remind you guys too that CHAP is here. Part of what we do, we encourage, we connect, we equip, and the last one is protect. And that is one of the reasons we posted that article is to keep you aware. So um, we are always fighting for our homeschool rights here at CHAP. And we're always keeping an eye on the legislature in Pennsylvania to see what we're, they're doing that affects school and homeschool. And um, this is something I think we need to be prepared for. We need to be prepared to stand up, be involved, um, call our legislators, be a legislator, run for office. I don't know. Donate to groups that are standing up for your homeschooling rights. Volunteer for groups that are standing up for your homeschooling rights. Um, it doesn't have to be CHAP, although it could be CHAP, but there's other groups, there's HSLDA and other groups out there that are fighting for homeschooling freedoms, and we need to be ready. We need to be ready for that. Um, and, and it's really important, part of this too, you know, why freedoms? Why are we, because well, they're God-given freedoms, and our Constitution and our country um, it, our Constitution makes note of those God-given freedoms in it. Like, like man didn't come up with these freedoms. These are God-given freedoms. Um, but they are recognized by our government, or should be. So, um, educate yourself about our history and about what, who America really is, what America really is. There are some documents, obviously the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, the Federalist Papers. Um, George Washington's Farewell Address, the Gettysburg Address, um, Abraham Lincoln's Second Inaugural Address. Those are all really awesome things to get started on educating yourself on America and what is America really about. And we can't defend 
America, if we don't know what America's really about, we can't defend our freedoms if we don't understand them. So, you know, it's for us to be educated and our children too, and we can all learn together. Uh, a really great place to learn these things in little snippets that are really like, help you remember is PragerU. I don't know if you haven't checked it out yet. There's some amazing things out there. There's one in particular called Be Brave that Nikki Haley did that I got this list of documents from. And it's talking about being brave and standing up and speaking out for freedom. So I encourage you to get out there and listen to these things. Check out Patriot Academy, Wall Builders, it's David Barton, Rick Green, Dennis Prager on um, PragerU. And there's, it's just really important to be educated and to educate your children because um, our freedoms could disappear. I mean, we're seeing it. There's a lot of stuff going on that is not free in our country right now. So we need to be prepared as homeschoolers to stand up for our rights. So I just want to mentally get you all understanding why we posted that article and, and where we're coming from. We are here to protect you and your right to homeschool. So, on to some other questions. We do have a contact form at chaponline.com. If you've ever been to chaponline.com, um, there's a contact form under resources. We have all kinds of great stuff about finding evaluators and um, support groups and stuff like that. And, oh, if you're a part of a support group, please share with us your support group information. Um, update it. We did clean it out. We had a lot of old stuff that wasn't working. So we want to know about you and your group. So we would like to add you to it. But anyway, we have a contact form. And here's some questions that came in. That And it's kind of a hodgepodge. So listen through and see. Some of these might answer some questions that you're having. So, uh, so someone was asking, when going to the notary, what all papers do I need to bring along? Obviously the affidavit itself, but do you take the religious exemptions, the educational objectives, should everything be stapled together? So what I do is I always take my papers loose, but I take the affidavit and anything that my affidavit says is attached. And the only thing that's on my affidavit that says it's attached is the objectives. I don't say that anything else is, a, is attached, not the exemptions, not anything. Um, just the just the objectives. So I take my affidavit and my objectives into the notary when I get mine signed. That's how I handle it. And I don't staple things together. I let them do that at the office. Um, and it says, copy of the affidavit that I keep for my files. Does it need to be notarized or only the one being mailed to the school district? Well, what I do is I make a copy of the notarized affidavit. Um, actually, I'll take pictures or whatever and just keep that on file so that you have proof that you filed your affidavit. But I would do the one that's been notarized. And then um, the next part of that question was if I wait until August 1st to submit the affidavit, can I still be in counting days in July 1st? If you are a returning homeschooler, so you're homeschooling this year and you're going to homeschool again next year, and you only hand in your affidavit August 1st, can you start counting in July? Yes, if you're a returning homeschooler. If you're brand spanking new and you don't homeschool this year but you're deciding to next year, you can only start counting when you hand in your affidavit. So if you want to start in July, you got to hand it in in July. So the easy way that I get around this is I always have my evaluation papers from the end of the year and my next year papers all together because the evaluation has to be in by the end of June and I have them all together and I take them all to the school at the same time and there you go and then you only have to go to the school once 
or send something once. So that's an easy way to deal with that. Um, the next question, it says, we are finishing up our 180 days for this, this school year, and I was wondering if we could start counting for next school year. Uh, no, you have to wait till July 1st. So you can't count days, say, this is the 2021 school year. Um, this was an older question, so I don't think someone is done already, but they could be. Um, you can't start counting for the 21-22 school year until July 1st. So um, just keep that in mind. I know it's kind of awful. So, and then there's someone else who was asking about being an evaluator and um, if they could be an evaluator and we did a whole episode on this so I encourage you to check that out here on Facebook under our video repository it's also out on homeschoolpennsylvania.org if you want to check that out there's an evaluator video out there but the one thing I wanted to talk about specifically about this scenario was they wanted to be an evaluator but their their teaching certificate wasn't up to date like they weren't keeping up with their um, is it Act 34, I think it is. Uh, and that's okay as an evaluator, that's okay. You can be an evaluator and your teaching certificate is not up to date as long as you are certified in Pennsylvania. That was a thing I wanted to mention on that. But we do have that information on homeschoolpennsylvania.org. Again, if you do have a question you want to file, chaponline.com. That is the place you can put in the contact form. You can put your questions in there. Or you can comment here below in this video. I'm happy to answer questions that come up on the video here. Uh, so someone was asking about um, homeschooling abroad. And um, I'm not exactly sure how all that works. But they did ask a particular question that would be helpful for all folks. They were wondering about um, scanning and emailing from international locations and things getting lost. Well... With everything that happened this past year, there were school districts that were accepting things via email. So I don't know how you feel about that. If you'd rather stop things in or certified mail it, um, that was something that was, was new this year. They were also asking about an evaluation being over video. And oh yes, so many people did that this past year. There are many evaluators doing things over Zoom. So whether you are in the States or out of the States, if you can Zoom or Skype or whatever, that's totally acceptable to do that for an evaluation. That is totally, they just need to still write up their their little letter for you and email it to you so that you have it. And then um, there was another question for standardized testing. Are we able to schedule the test for any time in that school year? Or is there a certain window of time in which you must do the testing? There's no window that you have to do testing in. So if you, your child is third grade, fifth grade, or eighth grade this year, you do need to do testing. Uh, if you don't want to do one in person, um, I think most of the tests have an online version. That's what we're doing this year. And the great thing about that is you don't have to go anywhere and this, the, the computer is the proctor. So you don't have to have someone else there to keep an eye on the testing process. So that's super awesome. You can do it anytime throughout the year. You can do it right now. You can do it in May. You could have done it earlier. Whenever you want to is totally cool as long as you got it done and you show those results to your evaluator. So that's awesome. Um, and then the last question was about FFA. And um, there was someone trying to join uh, ag class, wants to take ag classes and join FFA, but their school district says they have to be a school, full-time public school student in order to join um, FFA. So 
this I will need to check in with HSLDA about that. If you are the folk, the person who the folks who wrote in about this question, you might want to check in with HSLDA. There are things that the school district is allowed to say that you can't do, but there's other things that you they need to be allowed to let you do, like sports and music and things like that, extracurricular. But I don't know if I don't know how FFA works there. I do know that. Like, I knew kids that took, like, art classes at the school, so they would just go in for the art class, and they didn't have to be a fully registered public school student for that. So I'm not exactly sure how FFA, I thought FFA was a, was a club, and ag classes, I'm not exactly sure how FFA works. So if anyone is out there and knows and would like to share, I would love to hear what you have there. And if that is a question um, that, that you pose to us, HSLDA would definitely be able to help you out with that because um, that's more of a, I can get into legally type things and I like to ask the legal questions of HSLDA. So I would suggest that. So that is the questions we had for right now. Hopefully that helped you out. Again, you can ask your questions right below uh, this video on the comments or you can use our contact form at chaponline.com. We would love to support you, and if you have any ideas for other shows you would like me to do, I am super happy to do that for you. Just let me know. And again, be ready and prepared. Keep loving on those babies, teaching them about Jesus. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus through this time, because He is our rock. He is our rock, and the joy of the Lord is our strength. So find your strength in the joy of being with the Lord, walking with the Lord. And um, just be ready. Be ready. Get out, there, get out there and learn about your country and um, love your country by knowing about it. So love you all out there. Take care, everyone. Be in tune with us next Wednesday at 1 o'clock again for another Chat with Chap. And we will see you then. See ya.